What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. I'm so, so excited. We have this amazing, amazing guest today. My beautiful, beautiful friend here, Shelly. I'm like, Kate, literally, she is just like a ball of light. Like, if you're not, if you can't see us right now, she literally just comes in like the Tasmanian devil, but like a full like ball of energy, like in the best way. Like, I just love it. Literally came up to my door, she's like, hello. And like, was recording. I'm like, let's go. Like, we're both just like energy level on the same. And just all this love, all this light. Like, you're literally, her skin is so pure because her fucking heart is so pure. Like, I literally see that 100%. And she just like shows up with all this love and this light and knowledge and wisdom and strength and power and just like, everything and I'm so so excited that you're on today and that everybody gets to hear from you because it's going to be so powerful so thanks for being here oh, thank you I was receiving all the love oh yes receive <laughs> thank you you're welcome you're welcome thank you for having me yes thank you so tell me a little bit about what got you into the space that you're in so and I want to kind of give a little backstory about that you're a coach, that you do lashes, you do help people with bot like self-awareness, you help people understand about their skin. You also do everything about just it's self-love, but about loving who their true self is. And so talk a little bit about how you got into that space. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. It's been quite the journey to be oh, honest. Girl, it's always a journey, right? Yeah, and so, it's never ending. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say at the beginning of my journey, it was entrepreneurship that woke me up. So mm. I got into an industry. So I went to beauty school, okay, and I'm ninth out of ten kids. And so I was like, I was went against the grain. Oh yeah, first of all, because okay. I go home, I'm like, Mom, I'm gonna go to beauty school. She's like, you can't do that. You're not gonna be successful. You need to go get a degree. All my siblings are like, went to school, got a degree. Okay, I have doctors in my family, all the shebang, and I was like. Listen here, I want to help beautify people. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do hair. Like, exactly. So that's like their, their response to it. Like, no, no, we're doctors in the family. Like, not necessarily doctors, but just like that that's not sustainable enough to like provide for a family was her mm. thing. And I know that she wasn't trying to negate me, but you know, when you're younger and you take everything personal, I was right. like, oh, I'm going to show you. And I was already like pretty a rebellious spirit growing up, um, which is what our purpose is, right? Because like we have to be able to like, shake shit up to wake shit up and that's literally why we are on this planet is to like help bring awareness to people yes. that they have the power yes. they have the power so i didn't know that at the time i was just being my rebellious self and so i went to beauty school one of my clients um at the time i was mainly focused on eyelash extensions this is like eight years ago okay and she invited me to go to a convention for a skincare line 
because I'm an esthetician. She's like, come follow me. So I go to this convention and I like walk in and this lady's on stage and she is like rags to riches story. Like literally was homeless at a point in her life and now talking about how she's like a multimillionaire. And yes, I'm starting to get it. Yeah, exactly. And so when I, when I was watching her, something like overcame me. It was like, you're meant to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm just like this girl born in Idaho, raised in Oregon, ninth out of 10 kids. Like I'm already getting in trouble by like going into the beauty industry because that's not a real degree, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, the systematic programming that I was like brought up in. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to just like see where this could take me. And at that convention, one of my mentors, like we were talking about before, we got on the podcast. Oh my gosh, we were like podcasting before we were on the podcast. Like, let's just go over all these things right now. Yes, so yes. And yes. so I, um, I had a mentor literally ask me, like, what's your dream? Like, what's, what do you want to do with your life? How much money do you want to make? What? And I was literally like, wait, what the actual fuck? someone's asking me I can think this way exactly yes and it was so funny because I didn't realize that that was like the start of my awakening but because I was involved in entrepreneurship with people that were growing personal development yes I started to realize that if I worked on myself that my business would reflect that so I started my own beauty business started doing lash trainings eventually um grew my online academy and all that but through the process I was with people all the time Mm. I was like you know taking clients yeah or I was on like leadership calls or I was like scouting out you know people to join my team you know (laughs) my team I'll I'll teach you like all the things yeah exactly and so I really learned so much about myself in response to like being with people and what my gifts were and then like what also a leader that I don't want to be like looks like. Oh, I love that. And that was actually one of my first leaders, one of my mentors. I, I value what he brought into my life, but he was like the FOMO type. So it was mm-hmm. very much like all about all about um, the external image and like using like FOMO lingo to get people to like yeah. join your business and different things like that. Right. And I'm like, this doesn't feel good to me. Right. Because I know at the end of the day, even if I sell you into what I'm doing or what I have to offer, yeah. if you're not willing to put in the effort, nothing fucking matters. No. It doesn't matter. matter. That doesn't transaction matter. that was made yeah. literally doesn't matter if you're not willing to put in the work. So yeah. I had to like go through this roller coaster over the years of owning my own business and working with people and like realizing that we have this beautiful, every person has this opportunity, a beautiful opportunity to be a conduit for love and to hold the space yes. and to become the safe space where people can um, see that more is possible for them. 100%. Like you touched so many things there of just like finding yourself, of having mentorship, asking yourself questions, asking yourself what you really believe to be true, who you want to be, and then and learning ways that you don't want to show up because you've learned how that affected you and what that did to you. And then I love the word that you use being a conduit of love. And I want you to explain that a little bit more in detail if you would and elaborate on that. Some of our listeners might not understand what you mean by that. Would you kind of break that down for me? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. So um, I guess my interpretation of being a conduit is having clarity that like being clear in your message of love and like Mm -hmm. being able to release limitations and release ego and release your own self-serving messages and just like allow the space for 
love to come through. And love is like, it's love or fear, right? It's yeah. always love or fear. So it's like, what am, what am I saying that's from fear that maybe could, I could convince myself that it's from love, but really it's from fear. And that's like when I'm talking from a space of like, I need to say this in order to be loved. I need to do this in order to be loved. Like I'm going to say this thing and it's going to get me more followers. I'm going to say yeah. this thing, but I don't like really mean it. Right. So it's like, and there's this random expectation tied to that. And I love that you're saying that that's tied to fear. And so how would, how do you break that down and help someone actually address what their, what their true intention is with what they're trying to do or say and where, what that's attached to? Oh, that's a good question. So I think that ultimately it does come down to intention, but we can still have good intention and be, and not be self-aware. So oh, like, I love that you break that down too, because I think that is true. And I think that's especially true for someone once you are aware is you have to remember like someone cannot be doing something intentionally like to you and you said to not take things personal like about your mom like she didn't know that like what she's saying to you is going to make that oh well this, I, I'm going to have this problem with myself and identifying who I want to be later in life she's just helping keep you safe and so it's learning how to not take that personal and so it's kind of just tying that back into that but like so how do you help people break that down um so the first step to healing is always awareness and the first step to changing anything is awareness so um, I would say that understanding, like understanding first that most people have good intentions mm -hmm. and you have good intentions, but yeah. we still hurt people, right? Because totally. like, there's still shit in ourselves that we need to clear out. Right. So going within and asking yourself and unraveling the narratives that you're telling yourself that it's like becoming your life and, and getting more clear. You can always get more clear with your direction, your sense of direction. Um, what it is that you're putting energy into and asking yourself like does this belief or does this action or does this environment or does this career or does this relationship actually align with the person that I'm trying to become mm -hmm. and then weeding out the things that are distractions or addictions or um, basically anything that is that is um, distracting you from oh, like getting to that pure intention and you might not even know that distraction really is for you until you start to unravel it and it's like it's like a little ball of yarn like it just like keeps unraveling you're like oh wow this has like been so deeply rooted for so long i had no idea and like what that could really show up for you as so you can break it down like really be able to ask yourself like well does this really align with who i want to be and what i find i'm sure you find this too in coaching is that so many people don't really know who it is they want to be because they've been fed to believe like what you talked about earlier is like my programming was like success equals you go to school, you get a degree after that, and then you're successful. And so that becomes the program that you live off of and you're playing that game. Like success only happens this way. And so then it's asking yourself to really be like, well, what is success to me? And is that true for me? And does this align with who I want to be? And like the things, the patterns of behavior that you've learned to be successful, you can always change. You can unlearn or you can grow in. And so it's just helping people ask those questions to themselves. Like you said earlier, like for you, your awakening was truly from one question. It's just like, well, what do I want? Like, and I think that's for anybody. And I even ask myself that and sometimes I can't answer. I'm like, what is it that I really want? Like, and you have this identifying with yourself like, well, is this really what I want? Like, so how do you help people through that? Well, I think it's important to, to recognize that sometimes it's okay to not know. Okay. At the I beginning like of the journey, I was like, I didn't know. I tried the best with what I had and, and going back to the intentions and like moving from a space of fear or a space of love. I would even say the beginning of my journey wasn't even really from a space of love because I didn't even know what the fuck love was. Right. Personal development actually made me get a divorce. Mm. I was married at the time when I okay. first started my entrepreneurship journey. 
And as I grew, I started to realize these unhealthy toxic patterns in my relationship. And it wasn't, it wasn't conducive to the life that I wanted to create. And I knew that I couldn't change my partner. And so we ended up going our separate ways. I didn't take time to get to know and love or like myself. I okay. fell back into another relationship yeah. that was very, very um, toxic, abusive, narcissistic, and going through that of like, why am I not enough? Why am I not enough? So like the beginning of my journey, I felt like I was actually like trying to prove my worth, but like it got me going. Yeah. So the thing is, is so many people are like, you have to have such pure intention, have a clear, like life's a fucking journey and I'm still learning and you're still learning. We're all learning. We're not perfect. Yes, girl. But like recognizing that like, if you have a driving force, if you have something to like get you started and get you going, even if it's negative at the beginning, you can transcend that. Just get fucking started. Mm -hmm. So that, so like, um, I actually forgot your question. I did too, to be honest with you, but I would say that, um, the step of like becoming aware, I think was kind of rooting it back into that is just, and I think, you know, on the head, it's okay. If you don't know who, who aligns with who you are, like is who do you want to be? Because sometimes you might not realize that you are in the journey because everything is really happening for you. Like I didn't realize that was so many of my patterns of behavior, but I was like, oh my God, I had to experience this for me to understand empathy or for me to understand compassion or forgiveness or grace or like whatever it is. And that's all part of love is like unraveling what love really is. And you can be that kind of a conduit, but you have to experience, you almost have to experience darkness to find light, honestly. Like, and then it's you making that choice of that, of becoming that. Yeah, my spirit parents always told me that. Oh, spirit parents. Okay. Yeah, there's a story behind that. Yeah, they always told that. me like, like you got to figure out what you don't want before you realize what you do, mm-hmm. and that has always kept me grounded because when I'm in the the learning phase is what I like to call it. I don't like to say when I'm like you know because it's all it's always when you honor your your, the, your sacred journey, which is every single human being matters. Yes. Everybody's journey matters. Yes. yes. And it is a sacred journey. And if you treat it like that, you're able to stay like grounded and rooted in the knowing and trust of the process. But like when, um, when I recognized that I do this sometimes and I get lost off course. I love it. It's okay. You're just um, your flow is going where it needs to go. So go wherever it was going. Yeah. So just, um, what did I say before? So you're just like, well, you're <laughs> letting go and like, you're, <laughs> you're like, wait, I'm lost. I'm lost on course. It's fine. Just like really, truly finding you is what it's going back to. And like aligning with that. You might not know that. And so it's like giving yourself that love throughout that process and that grace of that process and like enjoying that part of that journey. Oh yeah. And the learning phase, when I'm in a learning phase, it really allows me to stay grounded in myself, to just trust in the process and knowing that this lesson, I always, this is what I think about when I'm going through hard stuff. I'm yeah. like, this is going to be the best story that I'm going to tell people when I'm speaking. Right. This is going to be the best, juiciest thing that I'm going to be able to actually be relatable to someone who's going through this exact thing that I want to quit at, that I want to freaking roll over and just put the timer out and say, like, I'm done with this. Yes. I remind myself that way. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to journal this out and it's going to be a story and it's going to be a part of my life and I'm going to help people. I love that. That's how I try to conceive it. Oh, yeah. So what are some other practices that you do to help you when you are in your learning phase? I would say a daily ritual. I have made my environment support what I need. Tell me more about making your environment support. So I would say literally the simplest things of like what, who I allow in my life, 
what I allow in my life, what my actual house, like the space that I reside in looks like. Is it messy? Is there like, it's usually a reflection of myself. If my house is messy, I'm like going through stuff. But I notice like when I clean it and I like set things up right and the feng shui is going, it really helps support me. Um, finding certain people that have, that can hold space and not judge me and like help me process through things, which is my fiance, Josh is like, my you guys are so cute together i literally can't i'm just like stop stop all the time stop yeah so he's been a huge huge catalyst for for changing my life as well and really helping me level up into truth over comfort which is like so crazy but he's a part of my environment and i would say like what i love that you proposed to him too like i think we should talk a little bit about that is this because i think that there is this is what like why i love you so much too is you're like i'm just going to be me and i'm going to do it however i want like live off my blueprint and like this is my shit like i'm going to do it and like that was like such a from my from me looking outside was like this was like such a power move of you like acknowledging you and like loving you and being like and i love you and i want to do it this way too like i just felt like so much love of like just pure abundance like like where you like really loved you and like you like let yourself be so true to you and then like acknowledge that within him too. Like it was just like so cool. So I'd love to know like what, what that, if there was any storyline behind that, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I would say that we always would like joke about it. Like, cause we've been on a journey for like three years and we've had our ups and downs just like everybody else. Yeah. There was like a point recently, like within the last year where I was just like, you're my man you're like you're the person that's like showing up like even in the hardest stuff he doesn't run away he's just like this this tall tree of like wisdom and he just like is such a beautiful mirror for me and like calls me out on my shit and like you know always is helping me level up and at the beginning when I was like very wounded I took it as like criticism Mm -hmm. um and then I the more that time exposed him the more that I realized that he has such a deep love for me he's not willing to let me like play small and to not let me like stay in my victim excuses that we're still residing in me even after all these years of work we can still catch ourselves in that mindset sometimes um and so basically i just was like saying like i'm gonna i I love this guy and i say married like we're gonna get married but we don't actually believe in like government official stuff like we'll do our own celebration but yeah i love him so much i don't even need to get the government involved and that's my own perception and i think it also has to do with both of us being like like trailblazers of our own being and so I just we were going to a holotropic breath work workshop in San Francisco hey you do like the coolest shit I just want to come hang out with you I see you do it too it's so so fun because like don't you feel like you do like way more fun shit in your life once you're awake because you're like no, I'm going to try that. Like, I want to do that. Yes. Like, anything that used to scare me, it's always a fuck yes. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, like why not? Why would I not? Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Like, yes, it's I so just love true. that. It is. It is. So, um, yeah, we went to this event, and I brought the ring, and I got him this dope tiger's eye ring. Like, I didn't get him, like, a freaking, like, diamond or, like, yes. some lame-ass shit. Like, I got it, like, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to do this if it feels right. Because yes. we were going to like a holotropic, holotropic breathwork is actually coined by Stan Stroff. And he oh, was, okay. um, he was a, he wrote the book um, called The Way of the Psychonaut. And it's like psychonaut meaning like your journey within. Ooh. And he like did all this research and like studied um, different states of consciousness. And it was amazing. I, I, I highly suggest you go check him out because I'm not like 
an expert on it. But we went to this, and so the whole the whole concept is like the shadow work with breath work. So I, like, I, talk about you, I love when you talk about like your shadow work and stuff. You teach me so much every time you talk about that. I'm like, oh my god, that, I need to hear that shit. That's what's happening right now. Like, and I'll always just like be like, yes, yes. Like I'll be like in my car watching before I go to the gym or something, and I'm just like, yes, yeah, oh, fucking, she is in my soul right now. Like she always knows. Like, you're just so like good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Sorry, I keep going. So beautiful. So um. So it was a journey of like of like working out. So like we have like he believes that we can access a lot of people do psychedelics to like reach these certain realizations yeah. within themselves. We can do it through breath work. Yes. And trusting the inner healer. So you go on this journey through breath work and you literally get into like an altered state of consciousness. You're not even like present, or at least not my experience, everyone's is their own, but totally you process a lot. And so I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to propose to him because like, if, well, if some stuff comes up, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to feel it. Yeah. But it was like so perfect. So like we went to San Francisco, we did this workshop. It was like the day before we were going to leave. We had like time to kill. So I'm like, let's go up to this one place. My sister used to live in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And there was like this beautiful park. And I was like, I'm going to take him to the park and I'm going to propose to him. So I literally was like, let's, I had it planned out because you know, oh, I was thinking about this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. prepare a little bit. Yeah, so I put my phone on like the record and I was like, let's take a picture. You know, he thought I was like doing, doing that. <laughs> but, I, but like he thought I put the timer on, but I put the video on and then I got really nervous. And then I basically the sun was, it was raining right before and then the sun came out. Stop. And it was like, like what a perfect, like, okay, permission, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, um, and he's like, did it go off? Did the timer go off? I'm like, well, actually, I want to write, like, for you to do this letter I wrote. <laughs> so I like wrote him this letter because I knew, you know, sometimes I get all up in my head about Yeah, stuff. totally. I was like, I want to make these points clear about yeah. what this means to me and what this means to us. And yeah, um, then I asked him to marry me and I proposed to him I in San Francisco. I love yeah. it. It's so beautiful. And he was like, wait, what? Like he thought I was like going to break up with him or some weird stuff. Like, That's <laughs> happening. Yeah. I love it. But no, it was like, perfect. Shit, yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. So he's, he's my partner in crime and um, we're very like open and expressive about life and I love that. He's a huge part of my environment. So one well, I love that kind of going back to your environment is like, how do you help your clients recognize like what environment they actually want to create and what is conducive for them? What helps them be their best? Because sometimes they're not even realizing. I know that was part of for me was I was like, I same thing in my marriage, even at my job, and like I'm like, wow, like all these things do not help me be my best me. How have I like? live this way for so long and it makes you just want to like break free so how what what are the tools that you help them with to recognize like what is the environment you truly want like what do you want to create who is conducive to your environment oh that's beautiful so i kind of take people through like a process that i created for the self and the beauty inner circle and so like the first step is your intention so like what are what's your intention so getting clear with your intention and then step two is like creating space so like if you want to change something about your life and you have no space to reflect about what's really going on or to create a new habit or like so many people are like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. I want to drink more water. But like, you're just like repeating the same shit. You're yeah. never going to change. Yeah. So you have to create the space for change, whether that's time in your day, whether that's mental space in your mind, whether that's learning how to meditate, whether that's clearing literally your physical environment and like declaring and like getting rid of the clothes that you don't wear and the books that you don't read and the shit that's in your house. That's just like mm -hmm. stagnant, stagnant mm -hmm. energy because everything's energy. 100%. I'm all about energy. And oh, so like, 
the second step is clear um, creating space the third step is building your awareness so like once you're like go through this process then step four is taking action so it's like implementing forced functions so like a forced function would be going back to my environment I don't sleep with my phone in my room my phone's in the kitchen and so like if I need to wake up at a certain time like I have to get out of my bed in the morning so that I created that environment for myself to stay committed to myself well that's you understanding like what normally makes me be distracted to keeping sticking to my goals and so you change your environment to be conducive to you and that's even like up in your headspace like you're changing everything around you to be conducive to perform the way you want and like going back to being a conduit the only way a conduit actually works and like filters water through is it understands where where it has to be to create that and what it has to do so it runs and facilitates properly right so like you're just creating that same environment everywhere so it's conducive and it's i think that's the biggest thing is people have the power to realize like that's up to fucking you. Like you go create the environment that you want. And that's also a huge part of the awareness and action stuff is to be like, so you're saying that I created this, like this is all the energy and shit that's up in here. Like this is all me and I have the power to choose a new, new way of that. And that's like, and then we're saying the action step because that's the actual commitment of that. And like, Oh, I'm going to put my phone here. Like, Oh, normally I always eat chocolate chip cookies. So well, I can change my environment and not have chocolate chip cookies in my house. Yes, like, I always tell people, get rid of the sugar in your house yes. if you're trying to eat healthy. Yes. Choose better for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you mentioned, like only they can make that choice. Like, like it's been my mantra for years. Like you choose, yes. you choose that shitty relationship you're in that you're complaining about every single day. Yes. Like, you're choosing that every yes. day. And people say, well, how do I change it though? Like, first of all, recognize you can't change people. 100%. Second of all, you can set boundaries. And that's mm. a deep work that I know you've been doing, learning a lot and doing a lot, oh, yes. even with my, within myself, um, you know, that's kind of a, uh, a, a different topic we could talk about, but like you can set boundaries. Um, you can say no, you can start speaking your truth. Like it starts with you and yes. you can choose, you can choose different yes. You can choose, um, whatever you desire, but it's a choice. And you have, to, once you make it a con- when you make a conscious choice, then you can set up your environment to help you with that choice. So yes. like I've had to let go of a lot of people in my life as you go on this journey. And I'm sure you have yeah. too, that are negators that, you know, even some of my own family members were like, oh, when I first sure. started doing videos, if you go back like five or six years, I was like doing videos every day on, on Facebook I because that. I was just like getting these messages and I didn't even know I was in like a spiritual way. Yeah. I didn't even consider myself a spiritual person, I love it. but I was just like, I feel this and it's helping me and I hope it helps somebody today. You yeah. Know? And my sister literally was like, why are you doing that? Like what, like kind of look stupid, you know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I just was like, I didn't care, I you know? It. And so I allowed myself to release other people's opinions, release people that like were energy drainers. Cause yeah. our light, sometimes your light will attract people who just want to say, it's yeah. like literally like, a, like think of like a hose going to like a car and stuff and like they all gas out. They literally just like plug into you and be like, well, you just recharged me. Thank you. And then like, you're all of a sudden you're like, like my light's out right there. Like that literally just makes it go out. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. and it's helping people recognize that I think is so huge too. And I, like you're saying the boundary work, I think that's huge in that is you can say no, like you don't have to do everything. And that those boundaries so often are generally with your family or the people that you felt like you do love the most, but they also know how to say certain things or manipulate or use things against you. And so it's like, Oh wait, that doesn't help conduce me to be my best me. And yeah. so I get to create the space I want to create. Like, bye. I saw this the other day. Oh, it gosh. said no is a complete sentence. Oh yeah.
No, it's a complete yes, sentence. Yes, I love that. Um, it is that. No means no. So like, that's what I want, and that's fine. And you can just like step into that and and owning that. What What do you find that most people can't hold their boundary true to be? Like, what comes up for them? Like, just the need to people please, or like what? Yeah, I would say people please. I would say fear, right? And so like. A lot of people that are people pleasers are like, well, I just gave in because I love them. It's like, actually, no, you gave in to not holding a boundary and commitment to yourself because you don't want to be rejected by them. So mm. that's actually self-serving mm. to people please when you don't mean it. Okay. So like, so I'll break that down a little bit. So, so for example, if you came, came over to my house or something, you're like, Shelly, I need you to do this thing for me. It's not going to take a lot of time. And I'd be like, no, like I actually really can't be like, please Shelly, like, Blah, 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 blah. And then Please, I, and, I really need your help right now. Yeah, and, and then you start to feel uncomfortable. Like yeah. I would start to feel uncomfortable because I have, I'm an empath. Right. I am a sensitive human being. Right. I have, like, I you feel it. it. You're like, oh, God, your anxiety is picking up. Like, yes. you're overwhelmed. And okay. you can start to feel that. And so um, something that has a tool that's really helped me is my breath to ground me and remember and remind myself of my own commitment. And so, like, you can address difficult things in a loving way. Um, I think that's the number one thing, especially for high sensitive people or empaths or like feelers to like really understand that like we don't have to like riot against the things that we don't want and we don't have to fight against the, the things that we don't want. We don't have to fight against people being a people pleaser, but we have to recognize that like I can address this from like a loving space yes. and no means no and I love you and I care about you, but I can't do this for you right now. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's first recognizing if you're giving in to like letting someone cross your boundaries yeah. but then also understand that some people don't even know that you have a boundary so you need to express it yeah some people are like crossing your boundaries and you've never even said like this isn't okay with me right next time can you help me by calling me first before yeah. you show up at my house can you please instead of like sending me a text and saying we need to talk, period. And then I'm just getting anxiety because I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. I'm never going to break up with me and I go into these things because of my own traumas. Right, 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 right. You can set these boundaries, but that still doesn't mean that they're going to show up in that. Right. So that's when you have to... So it's also letting go of expectation with the boundary. Like, I'm going to set this boundary, but loving them regardless of how they choose to react to your boundary. Yes, yes. And always remembering that your boundaries are for you and your boundaries aren't to try to control people. Your yeah. boundaries are to keep your heart safe and keep yourself safe and... Um, so for example, like people pleasing and why it would be self-serving is like, it's self-serving because if I were to say yes to you, when I really mean no, it's because I don't want to feel those emotions. Mm. So you're getting your need filled somewhere else rather than actually feeling it yourself. Yeah. And so you're understanding like, oh, my need is getting filled here, mm -hmm. but is that actually how I want to feel my need? Like, and I think that just asking yourself that is like, well, what needs do you want filled and how do you want them filled? Like, is that okay for you? Like, is that really what you want? Or what boundaries do you want to create? And I think that's even so often that people don't know what boundaries they really want to create until they start to express like, oh, this isn't how I like to feel. Oh, that is self-serving. Oh, I don't like when someone just does that. Oh, I don't like when someone texts me and you need to talk. Or like, and then and then learning how to verbalize that and kind of it's almost granting permission to be able to say it. Like, permission. No. I was just thinking as you were yeah. saying that, I was just like, wow, it really is about permission for everything. It Giving is. Yourself permission giving Constantly. yourself permission to love yourself giving yourself permission to say no giving yeah. yourself giving yourself permission to um to reevaluate like i think one of my one of my things that i've had to deal with is like when i say yes 
I'm like, I want to be so aligned with integrity about my decisions yes. and the people that I commit to that I'm like, sometimes I'm betraying myself when I can't like show up when I said I would and then I beat myself up and then it's a sabotage cycle. Yes. So recognizing that like, stay committed to what you're doing, but also know that like nothing is black or white. And like, if you need to reassess your commitments to other people or what you're doing, like this has happened a lot in business for me. Like I've started so many businesses and I've had so many things that I've done that it's like, it's like I'm attached to it, even though when I know it's not serving me Mm -hmm. and my highest self and having to be like, okay, I committed to this. And I know we said this is going to be like a three year thing, but like I'm a year and a half in and I already know. And you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, and allowing yourself even in relationships to be like, this isn't working for me. I said that this was what I wanted, but actually, like, this it isn't. isn't. And and it may may not even be like leaving someone. It might just be setting new agreements. Because the mm-hmm. biggest realization I had in relationships was understanding that our connection, like you and I, Steph, have our own connection that no one can ever recreate because of our souls, because of our individuality, because who we are, our backgrounds, our traumas, our experiences. And so, like, when I understand that, like my relationship with Josh, for example, like we, he and I get to create what it is, not based off of what society tells us it is, not based off of what other people's opinions, because I've had a lot of people try to have opinions about our relationship, and they're not fucking in it, right, so it's interesting, because that whole experience, though, going back to using what, what you go through to teach people, it's really helped me realize, like, I actually don't know what's best for my clients, but I can help ask, help them ask themselves the right questions. I can help them uncover. I can take them through processes that will help them gain clarity on like what feels right to me. Right. Right. You know, because like even people would come to me about like, um, boyfriends or husbands in the past because when I was doing lashes, I was doing like you know six oh, to eight yeah. clients a day. You're being like, therapist all day long. Literally, and so much energy work too because you're like physically touching someone and like you're all up in their space as they're talking. It's so, like you have to like learn how to just like like I release them, like yes. oh, release, yes. release, release. Oh, that's a whole like, journey and all of itself. Oh, one hundred percent. I can only imagine. Like yeah, but, um, and all that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, we can talk about that too if you want. So we're um. So they would come to me and like before, because I kind of had like this jaded thing, like, um, with relationships before I met Josh, yeah. it was just like, just fucking leave them. Like you're growing, you're learning, get out, get now. out. And it was like, that's so messed up because relationships are so much more complex. And what I've realized with Josh, mm-hmm. even with friendships, they're built, they're built through the hard times. And so like, if you can communicate and understand like, okay, let's get to a neutral playing field. Yeah. Even as friends, as lovers, as you know, partners, whatever you are, whatever your relationship is, like if you can communicate and do your vulnerabilities and hold space for each other, you can actually both re- come to realize that you yes. want what's best for each other most of the time. You know, there's some people that are really not willing to like go off, go there, but um, recognizing that totally is so powerful. And I love that you said it's just like the agreement between you guys, like, and like that we have this agreement, your friendships can have an agreement. And it's just like this commitment of like, well, who are we now? And like committing to yourself of that constantly and like asking yourself like, oh, this used to work for me, this no longer does. And I think that's how you can, can keep growing in your own personal development in a relationship because so often I've always, I find a lot of women are like, I'm so afraid of like personal development because then my husband's going to think I'm going to leave or like, I'm going to outgrow him or I'm not going to want to be around it. And that could happen, but it's also learning how to speak when that's happening for you being like, Hey, like this doesn't work for me anymore. Could we, could we make a new agreement? Yeah. And I love that. That's like what you're saying. And then you can come to that even playing field. 
because that isn't in any relationship and, and even in business and like even you coming with and like full circle on your businesses is like oh this used to work for me this no longer does and it's easy like in a business transaction it seems like oh well hey this didn't work so like here's our new contract or here's what we're going to change or here's what we're going to do whatever and people can make that so like simply and like simplify that that's the same forum for anything else like if you are a business with yourself and like your relationships and so just treat it like that like hey this didn't work for me like here's my expectation here's yours like are we in the same place like whatever and I think just asking those questions is all that it takes is like hey does this feel right for you like does this does this still serve you like do you like this is this still working for you or and so often when we start to just ask we start to actually pick up on that and like then it becomes that safe place of that so yeah yeah psychological safety is so important oh my god like so many people are missing the point when it comes to like a deeper connection because they're not willing to talk about the hard stuff right but it's because like especially if you're a people pleaser like you want to avoid that shit because like you don't want to be projected on you don't want to be shut down it's so scary you just want to make them feel uncomfortable when like let's get them comfortable like let's talk about all the real shit and like that is the only way and i love you said psychological safety i just got done listening to brendan burchard who had a podcast just really about that and like that if you can't create that emotional psychological safety space even within yourself you're never get vulnerable enough to actually know what the fuck it is that you truly want like or ever even be able to have those kind of conversations or have that and it's like you know your vibe when you can just instantly like just connect like literally just be like um, we've never met each other but I, I feel like we've already already known each other like we just like embrace each other like full connection but it is just that it's like you, you know who you can be seen by, like, in, like, your ugliest form, like, and be like, you see me still, like, thank you, bless you, like, there's just this emotional safety net, and that's, like, what I think true connection is, is that you're able to create that for the people around you, and, like, especially as a coach, like, I feel like that's our only job as a coach, is just to create that space, like, I'm gonna mirror everything for you, and I'll be here for you, and, like, I'll just make it as safe as possible, so you can just jump into the, the deep end, first step let's go like let's make it happen baby you know so i don't know what do you feel like how do you create psychological safety in the relationships and stuff yeah that's a good question Mm -hmm. um i would say um just like getting on a real level of like expressing more than just what your interactions are like i'm expressing that you desire this connection you desire your friend for example like and you know that you you know that you've grown right and they may not have grown because you guys relationships kind of just function and then they like are in automaticity so like mm-hmm. if you want to go deeper in your relationships you have to have that psychological safety so like there might be some things that you pick up on that maybe you're like this isn't okay with me but like like I know that's just her you know we make excuses like that oh in friendships. Yeah, totally. and so like I, I think just like tackling it head on and being like listen like I'm growing so much like I want I want you to know me and know me deeper so like I want you to know that I want to work at a relationship like what is it when I have a problem how can I talk to you about it without you feeling attacked or yeah. how, and really asking them like and making them feel considered Mm. I think that's important even with my coaching clients I'm like how do you like feedback most yeah I love that because a lot of the times as coaches we can get stuck in like just like being people's hype person totally. and just like building them up which is so necessary especially at the beginning because people need that energy 100 but like when you're going deeper sometimes you need to be called out on your shit because with love you know yeah and like when we address difficult things because that's just life I think asking people like, how do you, how do you deal with feedback? Like, how can I give you feedback in a loving way if there's something going on between us or yep. within me? And like, people don't even do that in their romantic relationships. 
So like you'd be next level if you be like that with your friends. Because I've right. had girlfriends where we've evolved together so much and we've been able to deepen our connection by literally being real. Like one of my friends I'm thinking of right now, like she and I like lived in the same uh, apartment. Well, it was like a house, but we, it was the first place I moved into after I graduated high school. And there were six girls in this house and it was like this party house and it was so fun. Um, and then, but there, you know, a lot of girls in the same place. That's oh, yeah, for sure. stuff. And I just was like more avoidant than anything. Um, but as I evolved, um, we still were connected, but there was like, um, there was like a difference in how we like talked, talked and, 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 and I started to realize like passive aggressive and sarcastic things are like, or sarcasm is a form of passive aggressiveness. Totally. And so like energetically, it like didn't feel right. And some of our conversations would always go and I would like anticipate her coming and get like anxiety about it. Cause I'm like, so into like keeping my sanctuary, my environment, like yeah. a safe space so I can do my work so I can do what I was put on this planet to do. Yes! And I literally was like, I love you. I care about you. Like, let's get on like another, let's get on a deeper level. Right. Know? And, and she actually appreciated the fact that I brought that up with her and rather than just assuming like you're just like hey let's talk about it mm-hmm. have you read the four agreements yeah just i had actually Bible. actually had the thought before i came in today that you were gonna ask me that shut up <laughs> synchronicity <laughs> universal lies <laughs> oh, yeah. no it is just that and i think that ties into so much of what you teach and talk about is like just like what are the agreements that you want to make to yourself like and then how can we do that and is that, is that kind of what you teach in the inner circle or what, what happens in the inner circle? Yeah. So we go deep. So I, I love it. So my, my beauty business used to be called aesthetics by Shelly back in the day. And then I started awakening into my purpose. And then I like did this through me exercise, which is like a journal exercise of like, I want to go deeper. I want to bring more purpose into the beauty industry because it's such like a superficial industry. Totally. So I like did this exercise and self-image beauty came about. And at that time I was experiencing, I was in a learning phase with the girl that I was sharing space with. And she was like very, um, very, very um, controlling. And, and I let her be that way. Right. Like I'm taking accountability for the fact that I allowed our relationship to like turn into this weirdness where like, I was like walking on eggshells and I didn't feel like I could be myself. Yeah. And it was this weird thing. And so I was like, you know what? I really want to change um, how I'm showing up and own my space in this industry to really make an impact because um, it needs that. And so I changed my beauty, my beauty name to self image beauty. And then it evolved into this beautiful thing. So I've like done so much studying with the self image, but that's my main focus. And so your self image is made up of your concepts, your experiences, your successes your failures, how people like react to you, especially like in your childhood. And so going deep into that, um, we basically uncover a second a little bit. So like how people react to you in your childhood, because that does totally show up for you in your adulthood, right? And that's how like, especially in this achiever mentality, I feel like, like, oh, I was only praised or celebrated when I got an A. I was only honored or thought of as a child when I got all this passing grade or when I cleaned the house or my mom would only give me undivided attention if I did all the laundry or I was perfect that day or whatever that may look like. So how are you helping them identify that and like deciding what works for them still? It's by asking yourself like where it comes from. Okay. So we do a lot of deep inner child work, which has been one of my like pivotal, pivotal things that I was introduced to by my spirit friends like years ago. I love that. And I've gone deeper in that. So I've been able to realize that like wow, like we're a compilation of all our experiences and like how you were reacted to usually is where like anxiety, rejection, fear of rejection, mm-hmm. um, 
fear in general stems from, right? Because your parents are like, oh, don't do that. Like if they're overbearing, they're like right. a helicopter parent or there's like the complete opposite where the parent is completely unavailable for the child and all so they figure out so much independence yeah and so they they had to grow up really young so they don't feel like maybe like um safe to like be vulnerable or something like that because they're like strong and stern and like yeah they figured it out they did it right and so there's all these these limiting beliefs that come from the childhood um and so really what we do is like we go deep and asking ourselves like and really getting in tune with like the parts of ourselves that are holding on to these limiting beliefs like around around that i love that so the inner circle gets really deep they get to create their own inner circle with each other and it's really is it just like really like a lot of support and guidance is it anybody who's working on their self-image in business or is it just self-image in general like who are who are you helping mostly in this group what's most most of the people that have come through that are part of the group right now are women okay um i did when i first started it because i didn't want to live it myself yeah how do that i'm not gonna live it myself yeah. <laughs> so Anybody can bear. Fine. yeah yeah um but yeah women and then even i'm going deeper and refining that with um empaths with highly sensitive people mm. because of my own personal experiences and so um, people that basically, um, that people like us. Well, cause I think you're teaching them cause like no one, no one teaches us how to harvest this feeling or how to know what it is you're feeling or how to set a boundary around being an empath. And like, Oh, like you can walk into a room and feel everybody's feelings right now. And like, it's stressing you out and overwhelming you. And like, you know, so I love that. And like, Ella, my oldest is totally the same as I am. And she can like feel it so much. And so she'll do this like thing with her hands. Cause she's like, mom, there's just, it's too much going on. And she'll literally, and I'm like, okay, how do I help harvest this right now with you so you can like separate it and understand it? And like, what do you want to feel? What are you feeling? Like, give me words. Like, what's going on here? And it's just that. So how, I guess, and yeah, I love your advice on that. So like, how do you, how do you help them pass through that process? Um, so the first, the main thing is realizing that you have the power um, and the responsibility over yourself mm -hmm. always. And my, one of my other teachers, James Van Frog, he was the first medium that went on television. He's amazing. And I've learned a lot from him. I actually went through his spiritual life coach program. And he really helps us go deeper within ourselves and asking ourselves the right questions and really getting clarity from your own self, not from like outside sources, which we can all be a guide, right? But at the end of the day, it's you. And if it feels good to you, then it's right. for you. Um, but he always talks about instead of needing to protect yourself which is like more like words are everything right like the word protect versus responsibility responsible protect or responsible mm -hmm. there's just like a vibration that is like protection like i need to protect myself from energy vampires like i always would think that right and so then it would like perpetuate like this fear a little yeah. bit in me versus like i'm taking full responsibility for who i am mm -hmm. and so part of the inner circle we actually get really clear on on this our space our environment like when I leave someone's presence, like, how do I really feel? Do I feel yeah. drained? Like, were there certain points where I was like triggered into anxiety and like, and it's not always your, the people around you or your environment. Sometimes it's just you and your own traumas that you um, need to process right. through and love like, oh, that part of yourself. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so like building um, awareness um, and taking full responsibility, like love it all, love all parts of yourself. Yes. Take responsibility for the fact that like, okay, what can I do about this situation? Will I choose to insert myself in their space? Even when I know that it like is detrimental to me. Yeah. And why are you choosing that? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So we, we build a lot of awareness around that by taking responsibility. So that's what I would say for empaths, people that are highly sensitive. Um, if you notice that you're triggered a lot, a trigger is yes. basically 
you know, a reaction to a given stimuli. So it's basically um, what's happening. Like it's, it's a trigger. It's literally a trigger. You can feel it in your body and it's usually like a physical sensation or like um, excitement, nervousness, anxiety, panic, fear, like all these different emotions are all being triggered in you by your thought. Like the thought is the trigger. You could, we could both be on a roller coaster and experiencing the exact same thing, but the thought is going to change the way our body is going to chemically react to that. And it's just that I could be like, oh my God, best time of my life. Like, yes. And you're like, holy fuck, like, why am I going to die? Like, and yeah. so it's just like, it's just embracing that and figuring out like, well, why am I really triggered with that? Like, what is the trigger emotion that's coming up? And trigger doesn't have to be such a, it's not a negative word. Like, it's just that you're recognizing, oh, something is coming up for me. Do I want to keep turning this on or do I need to like really self-evaluate here? Like, where is that at? Yeah, that's so important. And recognizing that triggers, yeah. triggers are like the physiology of our body. Constant. It's yeah. just literally like in our body, it's like a trigger goes off and it's because of our surroundings or our thoughts, right? And so right. it's like, but even still, your surroundings can trigger you and then your thought can go into a downward spiral of like, what it means. Yeah, of totally. like what it means, right? So like for, I love to teach like the circle of emotions. So we talk about the, the physical association as the first step in the circle of emotions. And I got my EFT practitioners um, certification we go through this of like understanding our emotions and understanding the cycle so there might be something that you don't like a certain emotion that you do not like to feel but we feel powerless because society has had us um, subscribe to like I suffer from anxiety I am anxiety like labeling and identifying yeah. with our emotions versus understanding our emotions are physiological response responses in our body and they can be a beautiful guiding force right when we learn to take responsibility for ourselves. yeah um, and so the first step is physical association and understanding that like when you think of someone who's depressed they're not like bubbly jumpy like you they're like you know their shoulders maybe are hunched like I notice when I'm more in a depressive state like I'm looking down at the floor I don't really look up a lot and like just really building awareness around like your body and your physical association. It also could be like a tightness in your chest or like your stomach drops if you get like, bad news or something, or like if you're super angry, your head's just like on fire. So there's physical associations with emotions and that's what we can like build awareness around that. And then there's um, our attention. So like if you get triggered and you have like, you know, a, feel in your body and you start getting anxious and then you start putting all your focus on I'm having a panic attack I'm anxious I'm so right. anxious I'm so anxious and right. you're literally saying that um your attention where energy where your focus goes energy flows yeah that's like the go-to right yeah. so that's attention and then the third step in the cycle is semantics so basically is what are you interpreting the situation to mean to you mm. so for example I could say this, this guy or like my, you know, my partner came in the room and he said this thing to me and it's triggered my panic attack. And then I was anxiety and it's because he doesn't care about me because he doesn't love me. Right. And then that perpetuates the feeling. So then you're feeling the feeling stronger. Then your attention is there. And that's the cycle of like these really emotionally charged subjects yes. that people need to stop at one of those. You can stop the physical association by like Working out, doing push-ups, yep. screaming into a pillow. Literally, just change something. Like shock your body out of it. Yeah, so you can do that. You can also change the attention. So, like, not that you want to just always distract yourself, but no. you can, if you're going down a downward spiral, you can distract yourself by like changing focus. Like, what's good in my life? Gratitude, right? Oh, like, yes. Oh, gratitude yes, is life. Yes. yes and yes. then semantics, like, what are you choosing? You choose the story that you put behind stuff. Yeah. We choose our stories. 100%. And so do you see how like, that's the responsibility break? and that ownership of all that going back to that? Yeah. Dude, you're so epic.